Here's the deal. I'm the best there is. Well, Lottie frickin' God! You can't handle the truth. I'm gonna get a VP! It's a big, hairy American winning machine. What do you want to do with your life? Two but almost will you? I can't wait to shit my pants. But I wish you could just shut your big yapper! Welcome to another episode of the Long Chair Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Johnny Weather. Of course, we have in studio tonight, Bradley Weather. And of course, we have Captain Unicorn with us again. We're just three humans who identify as protein-consuming males sitting on the psychiatrist's long chair, writing common sense, holistic prescriptions for a healthier America. Tonight, we've got another good episode we're going to kick off real quick. I'm going to pass the mic right over to my brother, Bradley Weather, and let him get us started. How you doing tonight, Brad? Man, I'm doing good, doing good. I was uh, faced with a dilemma this weekend. Last week, went into a, a federal building, and I was alerted that on May 7th, 2025, I will either have to use my passport or I'll have to use a real ID to get into certain federal facilities. Did you guys know this? Uh, of, of course, I was aware only by default. Um, of course, doing the same thing, trying to go get a passport and then being offered the real ID. So, yes, I'll keep it simple. Absolutely. I didn't know this because I come from unicorn land. And so I have no idea about this stuff. How do you how do you identify people in the unicorn land if you don't have a real ID? Are your unicorns not real? No, we just trust the former the next unicorn across. And you know what? You're the only one in unicorn land. The only one exists. So, you know, everyone knows who the hell I am. And you know what? If I don't like that, I'll just go to Cayman Islands. That's where I'm from, baby. Yeah. You're the first unicorn I've actually physically met. So I'm going to leave it at that. But that hey, real are, ID, that's some crazy stuff. There's a lot to it. Are you guys going to get a real ID by 2025? That's a negative Ghost Rider. The flight pattern is full. Only if I'm forced to. I mean, I, got, I do have a passport from Unicorn Land that just is good. Just a passport here. So we're good here. It becomes effective, right, on um, May 7th, 2025, in our state anyway. But uh, here are the things that um, you would need to get a real ID. So a person must provide the following in person when applying. One document proving identity, date of birth, and legal presence in the United States. If the name on the identity document is not the same as a person's current name, a name change document must be submitted. So the first thing that I have to have is a document proving identity, date of birth, and legal presence in the United States. So I'm assuming my driver's license would, would work for that. And then the second thing is uh, one document proving the social security number you have to have a social security card, or if you have like a W-2 that shows your social security number on it for employment. Those are two other things that they're requiring. So they're requiring me to have a valid ID, have my date of birth, have a legal presence here in the United States, have my social security number, or have a W-2. So have a job that I can grab the W-2 from the previous year or current year. And then it says two different documents proving current residency in this state. Must have applicant's name as used at print and current address in Minnesota. A P.O. box will not suffice as proof of current residency in Minnesota. Uh, you must provide original documents 
or documents certified by the agency that issued them. Laminated documents will not be accepted. Digital documents shown on your phone or other electronic device will also not be accepted. So do you guys know why they're asking us to, to get a real ID? So they can control us. There are RFID chips in these, in these things and they'll, tra they'll track us wherever we go. I think it, I would say the problem probably, or the, the solution to them goes much deeper. It's, it's not just to track us, but it's to ideas. It's to be able to use facial recognition technology. It's be able to use the uh, fingerprint technology. All of these different technologies go into this because when you go for that real ID, they're going to do all this stuff when you go get it. So you put all that together, it, it makes them easier to say from a, you know, a street cam who did it and who didn't do it. Ironically, um, the reason I'm not getting the real ID is because I chose to get the passport and the passport is a lot more efficient and it lasts for 10 years. It's more expensive, but it works in every one of these situations. The reason that, I mean, this is a whole federal thing, forcing states to do this. Now, they, they had said that we had to have this done last year, but uh, they moved it back. Then they moved it back again to 2025. This is so that I can fly domestically. Or if I have to go into a federal building for something, I'm not sure what those federal facilities are. It just says in general. So it could I could walk into, try to walk into a federal building and they go, uh, nope, you don't have a real ID. See you later. I'd have to be carrying my passport with me all the time. And as you said, those are a little bit more expensive. So it's a little bit costlier to replace that. But this is all so we can fly domestically or go into federal buildings. It's going to be exchanged to commerce. Just on a road. All men have to have a Mark on their hand, and without it, they can't do any commerce. And it's the mark of the beast, 666. It's going to morph into that. Well, I thought really my words. This is going to morph into us being controlled and tracked by the government and, and have to have us do every kind of commerce we want. We might as well just get a chip on our hand and call it a day. Well, I just wanted to interject from a biblical standpoint that uh, that mark of the beast is going to be worldwide, not just in the United States. Oh, this is a start. European Union does something like this as well. So for me to get a real ID, I need to, I have to prove my identity, my date of birth and legal presence in the United States. I have to provide a social security number and I also must provide two different documents per proving my current residency. So like a utility bill or a credit card bill or a bank bill a bank statement, excuse me, you know, or anything like that. So what is that? Two, three, I need, I need to verify five things to get a real ID. Yeah. Sounds well, like it to me. I think we should do more. <laughs> I didn't see no. that coming. No, I, I, I think five is enough. Don't you? No, no. I think if you're going to do a real ID, you can incorporate this with a lot of different things, especially considering it's a lot of it's digital. No, yeah, but you I've got to give them my identity, date of birth, the fact that I'm legal presence here in the United States, mm -hmm. my social security number, card, or uh, W-2, which means I have to be employed, or those other two documents to get a real ID. So I got to provide all of that to fly on a plane or go into federal buildings. No, it's yeah, government control. No, you should do more. Because truthfully, if you really think about every document you just said, every one of them can be forged. Every one of them can be a, a fake. So it doesn't, again, 
We try to stop fraud. We have to understand how the fraud works. Paper documents can be fraudulently made. I want fingerprints, palm recognition. Put those down, validate that's the right person with the palm and the fingerprints, rock and roll. Now you got a pretty valid ID. To fly a plane and go into federal buildings? Well, why does it have to limit there? Why can't we use it for, I don't know, voting? Hmm, what? there's an idea. Why do, we have to, why do we have to start there? Why well, do I no, need a real somewhere. ID to fly a plane? No ID. To, Nothing. To fly on Government intrusion. They're intruding on our life. They don't need to know who the <laughs> I am. Screw that. No, 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 no. Well, I'm going to say this. The last time I checked, we had, I think it was 11, uh, 11 people from allied nations fly planes into buildings in the United States. To me, you're going to put them on a bird. Let's make sure we get on the bird with the right amount of ID. And like I said, don't stop there. You might as well carry that right over to, to voting rights and say, hey, this one can vote, this one can't. Get a palm print, get a finger scan, make a national database of it. That way nobody can ever cheat again. I know that scares people, right? At least have a state database then, for gosh sakes. No more cheating. No more cheating. So what happens if you're homeless and you have no ID or nothing? Then what do you do? Can't fly a plane if you're homeless. Can't go into a federal building if you're homeless. Can't do anything if you're homeless. You might as well just go jump off a bridge or something like that. Maybe that's the where they live. So you brought up a house, would you? You brought up an interesting point. So I was going out to see what it takes to vote. So let's see here. You must be a U.S. citizen to vote. Hmm. You must be at least 18 years old on election day. You must at least be the resident of uh, this great state for 20 days. And you must have finished with all parts of any of your felony sentence. How do I register to vote? So if I wanted to register on the day to vote, the first thing that I need then is a valid ID. From Maine. Whatever. Valid driver's license, learner's permit or ID, or a receipt for any of these. And as you said, a receipt can be. Or uh, I can have a tribal ID with the name, address, photo, and signature on it. Number two, photo ID and a document with current name and address. So I need a driver's license or a U.S. passport. U.S. military or veteran ID, a tribal ID, Minnesota University College. Okay, so I need some kind of ID, and I need a bill that shows my address. So a phone bill, an internet bill, your local utilities, banking, you or can credit use a handwritten. You can use a handwritten residential lease agreement. There's not a is. lot of fraud writing one of those up, is there? Current student fee statement. Okay, so... I mean, there's a little bit of what I have to do there, right? That's not anywhere near as much as what it is for a real ID. But interesting that uh, I, you know, I need to have a valid Minnesota driver's license. I would assume it's for same as for everybody else in other states, right? No thanks. Well, I'm gonna, I would throw out your state real quick and pick on you real quick. How hard would it be for just throwing it out there? How hard would it be for say a person who lives in Minnesota to go to college across the river there in Wisconsin? and be able to have their mail flown to their mommy or daddy's house over in Minnesota and yet have a Wisconsin ID because they live in the dorm there or what have you. Now they can vote in Wisconsin and vote in Minnesota, and there's no way to know the difference. 
Well, and uh, uh, funny you should say that because number four says college student ID with housing list. Colleges and universities send election officials a student housing list. If you are on the list, show your college photo ID to complete your registration. There you go. And then just cruise across the river to Minnesota and vote from mommy and daddy's precinct. You know me. I'm going to pick the flaws out. I'm going to I'm going to tell you where the gaps are. These All are right, things so pick- kind of like when you said the 20 days right up front. That's a joke. You should not have 20 days. It should be, say, six months. And the reason it should be is because here's the facts. You have so many days of early voting. There's too much potential for fraud there. You back it up. You got to be in the state six months, which means you have to have a state ID by then, too. So we eliminate a couple of these problems real quick. So valid registration in the precinct. If you are registered in the precinct but changed names or moved within the same precinct, you only need to tell the election judge your previous name or address. By the silence, I see that that is disturbing to both of you. Uh, number three, registered voter who can confirm your address. So another a neighbor of yours could say, um, oh, this is known as vouching, but they could sign an oath confirming that you live at that address that person is saying they do. Yeah, I wonder who's checking it. Where's the checks and balances? Where is it, America? A registered voter can vouch for up to eight voters. You cannot vouch for others if someone vouched for you. Well, that's eight free votes. How do we know if someone vouched for that other person? Oh, because they'd have to be a registered voter. Would they? But how do they know? But how do they know they're not a registered voter? Are they asking them that question? No, nope. I have no idea. Number six, notice of late registration. If you registered to vote within twenty days of the election, you may get a notice of late registration in the mail. Bring it in with you and use it as your proof of residence to register. So forget the forget the ID, forget all that kind of stuff. You register. You did that already when you uh, registered, either online or went into the county and registered. Uh, did so you, you like a, the you, keyword? The keyword was you may may m a y, not the month. It may happen. Keyword. Interesting. And then number seven is interesting. Also, if you live in a residential facility. A staff person can go with you to the polling place to confirm your address. Boy, that doesn't sound ripe with fraud. A staff person can vouch for all. Let me say that again. A staff person can vouch for all eligible voters living in the facility. So now I just want to recap, since we only have a couple minutes left on this subject, I just want to quickly ask my question again. Am I really crazy for asking for a palm and a fingerprint? Or does that solve... Doesn't that solve, if you had a palm and a a fingerprint and you put a state database out there of legal voters, you can't have double votes, you can't have crossing line votes, solve that that 20 day problem too, bump it back six months. All these problems get solved. Three easy steps, no more voter fraud. The only thing left you got left is to change the machines. But that's only as good as who's willing to force it in. Right now we currently have no governments that are willing to force what's on the books. So it won't it won't go it's, anywhere it's not a matter of enforcing it the system will automatically say no this person's already voted we already know it because when you walk in and you put your thumbprint down your thumbprint's going to match who's in that system that system's going to tell us whether or not you did it hey people if you don't like government intervention in this that's fine then we're never going to solve these problems <laughs> and i'm typically not the voice of larger government whether state or federal i am definitely not the one but we have to do something about this gushing artery is that amazing? It's just shocking me that the federal government wants me to provide five 
to six items to fly on a domestic flight, prove my identity, prove who I am, prove that I'm a U.S. citizen, and yet all I need to vote is a driver's license. And a friend. And, and I was just going to say, and potentially your neighbor. Yeah. Well, come on down to Unicorn Land. We have plenty of opportunity for you to do whatever you want to do. We don't, we don't judge. We don't do anything. Just come on down. At the very minimum, I need a driver's license and a credit card bill. That's it. To vote. But to get yeah. on a damn plane or to go into a federal building, I got to have six items? Yep. You got to be kidding me. Nope. Which this one's more important? Doesn't like it. This is why Unicorn Land's awesome. Just come on down. We don't care. Whatever. Well, they're, we'll, we'll they're both important. I mean, they're both very important, right? We don't want a domestic terrorist going into a federal building, right, without proper ID and, you know, so they can, you know, potentially cause harm, even though they can do that at Walmart. I just want to be clear on that, as we've seen in the past. Uh, but on the flip side, when it comes to voting, every vote needs to be counted correctly. Every, we always say, your vote matters. Your vote matters. I got news for you. With the amount of cheating that happens, I don't know that your vote really matters. Well, that's uh, that's my topic that I brought for today. Thanks for participating in my insanity today. Thanks, guys. We <laughs> will talk to you later. Hey, this is Captain Morgan. Hey, this is Bradley Weather. Hey, this is Johnny Weather. I know you want to listen to us every second of every day. That's why, because I've got the best prescriptions for you. That is why we made it easy for you to find us on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Audible, Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and of course, Radio Public, where you can subscribe, share, and give a five-star rating. Because you know life just ain't right without a good government. Granted by we, the people. And we're like a dog show. Best in class, baby. Oh, I have never known love as good as this. When I give up on me